Hi there, and welcome to Mrs. Bush's Storytime. I'm your host, Doro Bush Cook. Have you ever wanted to meet the president? I've met a few, including one I call dad, and another who is my older brother. I'm excited to tell you that the one and only Big Bird joins my mom, former first lady Barbara Bush, to read today's story, Arthur Meets the President, about how one lucky aardvark wrote an award-winning essay, and as a result, he was able to meet the president. Growing up in a house with two presidents, I didn't even have to write an essay. Later in the episode, we'll hear from Eric Motley, author of Madison Park, A Place of Hope. So stay tuned. Hi, kids. Hi, parents. This is your friend, Big Bird. And I'm so excited. Guess who's coming over to read a story to all of us today? Mrs. Bush, the president's wife. That Mrs. Bush. Here she comes now. Hello, Mrs. Bush. Hello, Big Bird. How nice of you to come to read to us. It was certainly nice of you to invite me. I brought along a new book to read to you and everyone who's listening in. It's called Arthur Meets the President. It was written and illustrated by Mark Brown and published by Little Brown and Company. Gee, Mrs. Bush, I'd love to meet the president. I'll bet you've met the president. Well, of course you have. You're married to him. But how did Arthur meet the president? Did he do something special? Let's read the story and find out. It starts in Arthur's classroom at school. Listen carefully, class, said Mr. Ratburn. This is a national contest, so do your best work. I love contests, said Muffy. What do I win? The winner visits the White House in Washington, said Mr. Ratburn. What do we write about, asked Arthur. The subject is... How I Can Help Make America Great, said Mr. Ratburn. Big Bird, that's a good question for all of us to answer. What would you do to help make America great? Well, I can think of two things. First, I'd like to share my favorite books with others by reading them out loud the way you're doing with us today. That could help children learn to enjoy reading and help them become good readers and good learners so everyone can help make America great and smart. That's very good, Big Bird. What's your other idea to make America great? Give away free bird seed. What a wonderful idea, Big Bird. Let's see what Arthur thinks he could do to help make America great. Everyone started writing. Arthur started thinking. He thought about the time he and his sister, D.W., helped old Mrs. Tibble clean her yard. He thought about how much more they could do in the neighborhood if the whole class helped. Then he began to write. Weeks later, when Mr. Haney, the principal, was opening the mail, his hands began to shake. It's a letter from the president, he gasped. Miss Tingley, the secretary, fainted. Prunella, who was in the office with a stomachache, suddenly felt better. Open it, she shouted. Mr. Haney clicked on the PA system. Attention, everyone. The President of the United States has written to announce the winner of the How Can I Help Make America Great contest. The winner is our very own Arthur. He and his class are invited to attend a special ceremony at the White House. Mr. Ratburn's class went wild. 
Congratulations, Arthur, said Mr. Ratburn. You'll have to work hard to memorize your paper so you can recite it to the president next Wednesday. Memorize? Recite? asked Arthur. Of course, said Mr. Ratburn. We'll all be there cheering you on. Boy, Mrs. Bush, it sounds as though Arthur is a little worried about having to recite his paper from memory in front of the president. You're right, Big Bird. What might Arthur do to prepare so he won't be worried? Well, he could practice the speech in front of his family and friends. And I'm sure they'll tell him that he can do a good job and make him feel confident. What a good idea, Big Bird. And he could eat lots of bird seed so his stomach won't grumble. Let's see what happens. You're on TV, screamed D.W. when Arthur got home. Listen, the announcer was saying, and he will recite his winning essay to the President of the United States while all America looks on. I feel sick, said Arthur. Not as sick as you'll feel when you're giving your speech, said D.W. There's so much to do before we leave, said Mother. Arthur, you'll need a new suit. What about me, asked D.W. I need to look beautiful when I meet the president. The president is very busy, exclaimed Father. He'll only have time to meet Arthur and hear him recite his essay. If I can remember it, said Arthur. Of course you can, said Father. Just relax. Pretend I'm the president and practice right now. The thought of sitting next to the president made Arthur's mind go blank. Uh, 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 he said. Uh Uh-oh, said D.W. Monday at school, everyone was busy planning the trip. Oh, boy, no homework for three days, said Francine. Not quite, said Mr. Ratburn. Everyone groaned. Each of you will have to do a report, he explained. As we tour Washington on Wednesday, you will be our guides. So get to work. I'll see you all at the airport tomorrow morning. Arthur tried to study his speech on the plane. When you see the president, don't forget to mention me for the Teacher of the Year Award, Mr. Ratburn reminded him. Aren't you excited, asked Buster. I'm too nervous to be excited, said Arthur. You need help, said D.W. I'll make the speech for you. I have a lot of ideas about how to run the country. D.W. showed Arthur a long list. That night at the hotel, Arthur was too worried to sleep. He went into the bathroom to practice his speech in front of the mirror. What in the world are you doing, asked Father. What if I forget my speech and the president laughs at me, Arthur asked. President would never laugh at you, said Father. Why don't you write your speech on note cards and keep them in your pocket, he suggested, just in case. What a great idea, said Arthur, and he felt much better. Now try not to worry and go to sleep, said Mother. The next morning, everyone met in front of the Jefferson Memorial. Arthur, you look so handsome in your suit, said Francine. Hi, Mr. Ratburn, said D.W. My mom said I could come along. Fine, said Mr. Ratburn. Ready to meet the president, Arthur? I guess, said Arthur, and he reached into his pocket to make sure the note cards were there. Time for your reports, called Mr. Ratburn. Only one more hour until we're due at the White House. Here we are at the Washington Monument, explained Francine. It is 555 feet high, which makes it the tallest building in Washington. 898 steps to the top. Everyone ready? Are you kidding? 
I'm taking the elevator, said D.W. This is the capital where Congress makes the nation's laws, said Sue Ellen. I think we all know how important it is to obey the law, said Mr. Ratburn. I did my report on the National Museum of Natural History, said Buster. Follow me. I want to show you the mummies. No, thanks, said Muffy. I'll meet you at the gift shop. The last stop was the White House. It's so big, said Arthur. Not as big as Muffy's house, said D.W. Yoo-hoo, Arthur, sweetie. We came to give you a good luck kiss, said Mother. Yuck, said Buster. Quiet, please, said the brain. I have a report to do. Did you know that next year is the 200th anniversary of the laying of the cornerstone of the White House? Nobody knows where that cornerstone is. Every president except George Washington has lived here. And the president's office is in the West Wing, said Muffy. It is an oval room and has a door which leads right out to the Rose Garden. The president's dog, Ranger, uses that door to run in and out. But the Oval Office doesn't have fancy gold curtains like the one in our living room. Excuse me, said the president's secretary. The president is arriving. Please follow me to the Rose Garden. Arthur gulped. It was almost time. He took out his note cards. Suddenly, a strong wind from the president's helicopter blew through the garden. Here comes the president, squealed Muffy. The wind became so strong, it blew Arthur's note cards high into the air. Help, gasped Arthur. My speech. Big Bird, if you were in Arthur's place, what would you do now? I have a cousin, Nancy, who knows just what to do at times like that. She sticks her head in the sand until everybody goes away. Your cousin Nancy wouldn't happen to be an ostrich, would she? How did you know? Just a wild guess, Big Bird. Let's see what happens. Relax, said Mr. Ratburn. You'll be fine. D.W. wasn't so sure. She had a plan. Arthur had never seen so many important-looking people. The president began to speak. I have the pleasure of introducing young Arthur, the winner of the Help Make America Great contest. He will now recite his winning essay. Wow, Mrs. Bush, I didn't know the president was going to help you read this story. Dads and granddads do a wonderful job reading aloud to children, just as moms and grandmothers do. So I invited him to read his lines from the story. Now let's see how Arthur does. Good afternoon, Mr. President, Arthur began. When I think about what I can do to make America great, uh, 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 Arthur began to feel very warm. His knees began to shake. His mind went blank. This is the worst day of my life, he thought. Suddenly, Buster giggled. Soon, everyone else joined in. Even the president was laughing. Arthur turned bright red. But when Arthur saw what they were laughing at, Arthur laughed too. It was D.W. in a tree above, holding Arthur's speech carefully printed on a large sign. Thanks, said Arthur, but it's upside down. Now Arthur felt better, and he recited his whole speech without forgetting a single word. And in conclusion, he said, I think we can all help make America great by helping others. Good, said D.W. Then help me down. Oh, I'm so glad everything worked out for Arthur. That was nice of his sister, D.W., to take the time to write out Arthur's speech 
so she could help him if he forgot. Things always go better when we help each other, don't they, Big Bird? That's one reason I like this book. It shows us that one way we could all help our country is by helping others. Things always go better on Sesame Street when we all help each other. Well, it's not every day you get a president as a surprise guest. How fun for my mom and Big Bird. It's amazing where words will take you. Eric Motley, author of Madison Park, A Place of Hope, recently stopped to tell us how he could explore a whole different place and time just by reading about it. When I was a small boy, I would read Mark Twain, and I would go down the Mississippi. And that was some of my earliest recollections of adventure, uh, to go down the Mississippi, to go on the barge, to see other voices and other kids who were my age, to experience a richness of nature, uh, and to be able to make those comparisons to the place that I was living in Montgomery, Alabama. It was, to me, um, it was an adventure that was so similar to my own, but it gave me the opportunity to imagine what it would be like to go to other places that I could not go to, or most likely would not go to. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Goodbye for now. The Mrs. Bush's Storytime podcast is inspired by Mrs. Bush's Storytime, a radio program that aired on ABC Radio from 1990 to 1994, while Mrs. Barbara Bush served as First Lady of the United States. For more information, visit barbarabush.org slash podcast.